I want to get your guys' recollection of something that I look back at now so fondly, but that I think I failed to appreciate at the time was that we had these two, we had access to these two wonderful amusement parks. One still exists today. And that was going to Cedar Point, which was just an amazing experience growing up. And then we also had this magical wonderland called Boblo Island. And I remember for me growing up, I remember this might not be accurate at all, but I remember there being a debate in either my mind or amongst my friends, which was more magical Cedar Point or Boblo. Did you guys mm -hmm. ha have that recollection where there was the sort of competition? I think obviously Cedar Point was better at one out, but you're not going to throw Kings Island in there at all. Well, Kings Island was sort of like the yes, the third. It always seemed like meal. it was too far, a little bit too far from yeah. my parents for a, yeah. for a day trip. I only went once with my parents. I lost my dad's blueprints in one of the rides and we never went back. Did you have a perm? I did. I did. So embarrassing. We came back with the Yogi Bear poster and he was so mad. We oh, never, never, never went back. Stop. It just <laughs> fell out of the tube, I think, Roger. I don't know. I don't know want to talk about it. I mean, Bad I wasn't memories. there. But let's yeah. just let's stick with Pablo. And so it, King's and Island was in um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. So that's, you know, that's a good what four bit, hours away yeah. yeah it's a little further but yep, like i think cedar point was three wasn't it yeah two and a half to three two and a half to three yeah wasn't there a class trip to boblo raj where was yeah, it parcells, was it parcells? Like eighth grade, yeah eighth grade. yeah that's probably the last time i was there my parents tell me that at one time the boblo boats were really nice but i remember like I think this is peeling lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was so young. The only, one and only time I went there, I was so young that I just thought this is like Willy Wonka. It's like, I'm going on this boat ride. And then yeah. I remember that lasting too long than what I cared for. But once I got there, this is amusement park. When you package that all together, I was like, this blows Cedar Point away. But that was my little young See, kid. I, I didn't think so. I've been to Boblo several times, but I can't tell you couldn't name any of the rides like I could at Cedar Point. Demon Drop and the Gemini and the Blue Streak. Do you, can you name one ride from Boblo? I mean, just the log ride, right? That's probably the most memorable ride. The yeah. most memorable thing about Boblo to me were the commercials on television. Let's twist And then there was the commercial with those famous Italian explorers we all learned about in history class, Giuseppe and Mario. Giuseppe, what is that, that place? That's the famous Babalo Island, Mario. Look, these are the new Fourth of Fun. That's just for the little ones. Let me look. Holy moly, the new Falling Star Ride. Oh, come on, give it to me. And look, oh, brand spanky new. Here, Mario. Mario? Come to Babalo and share the fun. Mario, wait for me. That was the same voice talent that did Pete's and Frank's and Joe's a produce. I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Pete's and Frank's bit. and Joe's. Hey, Pete's and Frank. And then 
I think the Bablo boat was used in a Fago commercial with yep. the guy that was like, the yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he would be, Come on, everybody. Let's sing along. I think that, that we're, that's kind of what I'm saying, Jim, is that there's this mystique and aura of getting on this boat and showing up yeah. at this, you know, kind of like the fantasy yeah. island. Showing up alive. <laughs> that's half the show. <laughs> yeah. But whereas got, Cedar alive. Point was by far the superior theme park, right? Yeah. Even before Demon Drop, yeah. just the Gemini alone was like, there was nothing like there's it. There's so many little yeah. things that I remember remember from Cedar Point that I don't remember a Bablo. Really odd things. I was thinking about it the other day. They would sell these keychains where they would take your picture at the front of the park and they would put that picture into a keychain that had a little pole you'd look in to see the picture. Do you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Yeah. A little plastic. In order to see the picture, it was like a viewfinder, but a compact viewfinder. Yeah. I recently found mine. I could see everybody that we went to Cedar Point with that day. What were your favorite rides from Cedar Point? Um, the corkscrew is always good. Um, mm. of course, the Gemini. The Gemini was, was the, the biggest thing back in our day, like that yeah, was, was the end all be all. Now it looks like just a little ticker toy, is that right? Oh, uh, yeah, that was yeah. the most oh, compared to what they got, menacing now. Ferris or not menacing roller coaster I'd ever been on. Oh, same here. But now you look down at it from like the Millennium or whatever, and like all these other crazy things. Looks like a kitty ride now. Totally looks like a kitty ride. Do yeah. they still have the mine ride that train themed? No, they got rid of that. Oh. And they moved that big Ferris wheel. That was another one. Some of the simple rides like the the sky ride and that giant Ferris wheel. When you get up high in that Ferris wheel, that's pretty scary. Just give me the yeah. Gemini. <laughs> yeah. Me the, I don't want this hundred year old uh, Ferris wheel. Did they re- retire the blue streak as well? That was an, uh, an original. I got whiplash on the blue streak once. <laughs> yeah it was i should have sued and there was and there was a train ride that took you through like frontierland do you remember that yep you get okay but you know cedar point had some great commercials too i remember the build-up to having opening day for the demon drop that was i remember that was was a a big big deal deal. cedar point has conjured up a diabolical the ordeal begins with a 131-foot climb through its shivering steel skeleton. At the top, you are diabolically dangled over its edge. And then the terror, a paralyzing plummet to Earth. At Cedar Point, America's one and only amazement park. And there was that was one that I think a lot of people kind of sat outside the demon drop and just watched it and go, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't that. know. Look it up at it, that thing. All you'd hear is the screams too when they would. Like, yeah. ah, no, I'm not. And doing then that. they they wound up on their back. It dropped and then it would slide. You'd slide yeah. on your back. And we're so old. We remember when the demon drop came, and it's not even there anymore. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Wow. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I would like to just put in a defense of Bablo since we're spending so much time on on Cedar Point. So keep in mind, I was very young. I had at this point when I went to Bablo, I had never yet been to Disney, but I always was, you know, obviously intrigued by it. One of the things that captured the attention of a young Tom Nixon as a young boy was the, the do you remember the mascots that we were walking around? Wasn't Bob he a bear? He's yeah, a he, bear, wasn't he? Yeah, Bobby the Bear. <laughs> who, who had a B on his front in case you were, like, didn't know who was who. And then, <laughs> How'd they come up with that? <laughs> That's Louis, creativity. Louis the Lion was the other one. And he had an L on his front. So between the two, he had Bob and Lowe, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
So I saw the characters walking around. I'm like, this is just like Disney, right? They are so bootleg. Like you could tell, like Bobby the Bear's grandmother was sewing his suit, you know, the day before. It's like, hold still. Those are those really bad costumes where you could look in the mouth and see the guy with the mustache. (laughs) He's got a cigar going inside his mouth. (laughs) No touching Bobby the Bear. Get out of here, kid. You bother me. Go bother Louis the Lion. <laughs> were, th- were those our only two options as kids, guys, during the summertime? What, Ooh, Louis Bobby, and Bobby the Bear? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, of course, we had King's Island, but that was. I went to King's Island then when I was about 12, and I was like, hey, this is the real deal. I like King's yeah. Island. Yeah, they had the Eiffel Tower, and all the Hanna Barbera characters were there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was closer to Disney. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. You, you guys never went to Toronto's Wonderland. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Only hosers went there. <laughs> yeah, take guys, off. You guys <laughs> never went to Aurora, Ohio to see Shamu. At, at, uh, I don't think I did. Go I forgot. I forgot they had SeaWorld in Ohio. In Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> the poor, the poor orca whale. <laughs> it's like all my friends got to go to Orlando and I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah, or San Diego. I wonder if those were like the ones like uh he can't do the backflip send him to cleveland <laughs> <laughs> do we still call him shamu we still call him shamu <laughs> those people up in cleveland they're not gonna know <laughs> so yeah i that's sad because because <laughs> what did they do with those orcas in this in the winter a tank big enough to make you know to keep them <laughs> <laughs> what happened to it didn't it become a six flags I think it became a yeah, six I think it did. Oh, did yeah. It? Okay. yeah, for like a couple years. And then even Bugs Bunny was like, I'm out of here, Doc. <laughs> From your TV2 News, we interrupt this program for a tornado warning. A tornado warning is in effect for Oakland and Macomb counties in Michigan and for boaters on Lake St. Clair. A funnel cloud was sighted by Milford police near Milford in western Oakland County about 17 minutes ago at 1130 and is moving toward the southeast. This is a tornado warning. In the summertime, we would get some really bad storms, and I would always be worried, is there going to be a tornado tonight? Or like, I think there was one where my parents woke me up and said, you got to get downstairs, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. But how did we find out back then? Because we had no weather apps. On Channel the news- 50, the Channel 50, they would have it at the bottom. It said the National Weather Service has issued a, either a severe thunderstorm warning or mm-hmm. a tornado watch. And I remember sometimes if there was watches, I'd be like, I shouldn't go to bed. My mom's like, go to bed. And I'm like, no, it says a walk. I got to be, I got to (laughs) watch. But it wasn't something you could check on if there wasn't a watch. Like right now you could pull up the weather on your phone and you could be like, maybe you, you had to rely on the guy that was showing the three stooges reruns at midnight on channel 50 to make sure that he was checking with the national exactly <laughs> by that time your house was gone yeah and sunny <laughs> elliott wasn't working that late at night i'll tell you that but i do remember the threats of tornadoes and the alarms that would go off sometimes late at night do you, i don't know if, did your parents <clears throat> take those threats seriously or did they just go just sleep through it it'll be fine yeah i don't yeah i think the latter yeah they said just don't worry about it yeah, same here. But I do remember in school going through tornado drills. Sure. Remember that? Do you well, remember what was the did... drill, Tom? What did we have to do? Okay. I remember you had to open the windows for some reason. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. So open the windows. So uh, tree could take fly cu- through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the wind could come in and really take you away. 
I think you had to go under your desk, right? We, we had to leave the classroom and go yeah. into the hallway. Okay, that sounds right. And when you positioned your hand just a certain way, you were fully protected from a tornado, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you if you're doing it right, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if you if you brought the cloverleaf book out into the hall yeah. and put it over your the, head. Yeah, the, I think we had to bring a book over it. Too. Yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't be seated near glass. So you went out in the hallway. Yeah, in the hallway, right? Again, uh, um, lined up and seated alongside a wall that didn't have. A glass window. This is true, yeah. And thinking, are we done yet? I'm like, my back <laughs> hurts so bad. <laughs> Do you remember sleeping with the windows open in the summertime? Like, not open, open, but like with screen. Did you have screens where you could open the windows? Oh, yeah, yeah, for and... sure. And then all the night sounds. Wasn't that great? That was great. That was one of the treats of growing up in Michigan, having that fresh air, mm-hmm. hearing the, the leaves in the trees and going to sleep with that kind of cool air coming in your room speaking of windows open one thing i did miss about summers in michigan as a kid you know when you wake up and the, you know your windows open is a sound that a certain bird made woo, 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 woo. <laughs> does that ring a bell it's like very rhythmic it was almost owl like but it wasn't an owl but i knew it owl, but it was very owl like it totally rings a bell i don't know what it's called though yeah because i always thought it was like an owl i, but I knew it wasn't since... an owl but it was just reminded of it because like living here in Jersey, I don't I don't have that type of bird to wake me up in the mornings. But now that you're talking about Saturday morning or not Saturday mornings, but su- uh, summer mornings with nothing to do, that that's definitely a distinct sound from my from my childhood. I, I sent I sent Roger's question over to our research department, and she said that those are morning doves. Morning Roger. doves, okay. Morning doves. Yeah. We have those in our backyard. Now that you mentioned that, we do to this day. So next time you hear them go, who, who, just say <laughs> morning doves. That's who. Shut up! I'm sleeping. <laughs> so, so you guys know that I, you know, for the most of my youth, I worked at my dad's restaurant at Moy's, but also in the summertime, you know, when business wasn't as busy um, during the day, morning and day. I I had other jobs too. So my first real job, aside from working at Moy's restaurant, was being a caddy at Lockmore Golf Club. And Jim, uh. I think you and I both <laughs> signed up together. Thought that would be a great idea to to make yeah. some money. My aching back. <laughs> was, was that a bad job? It was, my shoulder was bruised the, after the it, first. Look, I, Tom, I know you have. You know, classmates from De La Salle that had caddied and, you know, were Evan scholars and stuff and, you know, excelled at caddying. But that that was that was the hardest seven dollars I've ever earned. <laughs> yeah, really. With like basically three hours of work. And to be fair, they never really trained us. They just oh, they never go them. out there. So I remember my first couple of times, some of the golfers got a little frustrated and angry because they go, hand me the five iron. And I'd be like, uh, get it yourself. <laughs> get it yourself. Like, what do you mean? What am I supposed to? You're supposed to wash it off. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, there was no training. Well, give me the pitching wedge. Pitching wedge yeah. Way. Give me the wedge. Give me, can me the wedge. And I'd be like, I, like, what, is that a salad? <laughs> <laughs> what does he want? He'd come over and like this one. 
me pull it it's, out. And I, I felt bad. I had no training. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Me. It's Nobody... confusing, too, because the wedge has a P on it. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, I was looking for the W. <laughs> they had very strict club rules. You had to wear white pants. So in the hot heat of summer, you couldn't wear shorts to go caddy. You had to wear, you had to wear white pants. And it was so hot. And then if they said that we're going to go around again, no. <laughs> I was just so looking forward to the, the end, the last hole. I was like, oh my gosh, this did, is horrible. Did yeah. you only make tips or was there like a wage involved as well? There was a minimum. I think it was like $5. It wasn't worth what And we, then it was the, not worth it. And then they, they tip whatever they thought was appropriate. Hmm. So, and every so often you get a nice guy. And when they stopped at the halfway house, halfway house which yeah. is where they you know could have a drink or whatever, we could get a little something. Like a lemonade um, or something, yeah. I remember one of the drinks for the caddies that was really popular was, I think it was a Sprite and a chocolate milk combined. Oh, it gross. It was right, really right. I remember. But, do you remember that? I tried it once and it wasn't as bad as it sounds, but I remember that was a big deal amongst caddies. I can't remember what they called it, but it was popular. Was it Sprite? Or seven up. I and think you're right. Yeah, it was seven up or seven with chocolate milk. With chocolate milk, and they and they knew it was it was the drink mm-hmm. of caddies. Like, mm. uh, there were some guys there that were really expert caddies, and they were really good at what they did, and they knew the game, and they loved the game itself. And then one of the treats for us, and one of the benefits to being a caddy is once a week you can come golf. I'm like, I never want to come here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never ever. Um, I'd rather I'd rather go swimming at Parcells. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, so after catting for a summer, I had also, um, I think it was summer going to my senior year, I worked in the rack room where I cleaned golf clubs. So after those, after the members were done with their round, um, they could store their golf clubs in the rack room. And then once they're done, it was my job to to clean the golf clubs and, and put them away. That was, that was more, that was less stressful for sure. And a lot more fun because I did it with a couple other classmates we had a we had a blast it was fun working back there i worked at mammoth video and that was a really fun summer job video stores were great and that was such a great store really big it was, it was the first mega video store right or at least from my yeah from- yeah. It was before Blockbuster, I think, even. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was so much fun and got to meet so many great people. The only awkward time is when the second summer, the owner decided to put in a back room for <laughs> <laughs> for adults. Mm-hmm. And so we had to, of course, when those came back, we had to check them, which I never wanted to do. <laughs> and then you had to go sh- put them back on the shelf. And right. the titles are kind of funny. What wasn't funny is when a classmate's parent was checking out movies and one of those was in between Top Gun and the Care Bears movie. Right. You know, it was part of our training that we had to tell them when each one was due. And then right in between those two was Vampire Secret. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the Care Bears movies due back next Thursday before eight. Uh, Top Gun is due back tomorrow before eight. And Vampire Secret. Is yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they were often so clever with the movie titles to try and match them with mainstream movie titles. So it's oftentimes you can kind of go oh, with that, right? Yeah. Romancing the Bone is due. Oh, no, I mean Stone, <laughs> Stone. I mean. Yeah. And then, but then some of them were just like hot cocoa is stupid. Hot, hot, hot cocoa four is stupid. Yeah. yeah, there's always like many sequels in the franchise. <laughs> what happens in this one? 
<laughs> Coco goes to New York. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, ah, the whole thing was a little gross, but that was a really fun job. I, my first summer job, I washed, washed dishes. I was only 15. So mm-hmm. I don't think I was even legally um, able to work. Made three bucks an hour. And it was at the La Cafe Francais. Do you remember where that was? Oh, what? Does that, um, does that give us the explicit tag, Tom? What you no. Said? Okay. <laughs> no, it gives us a sensual tag. That's just, oh, okay. Okay. La Is Cafe that Oh, we had that movie at... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. La Cafe Francais. Ooh, okay. It was in Kimberly Corners. Do you guys remember that? Kimberly, yeah, Kimberly Corners for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, what is it, Lockbourne Mac. It's now mm-hmm. in urgent care. It's now a defunct <laughs> urgent care <laughs> that I think sits abandoned. But yeah, what? it was a French Everything's in urgent care now. <laughs> or a defunct urgent care. Yeah, so that was a restaurant that nobody remembers because it was so niche. But um, yeah, that was my first summer job. Yeah, yeah clean, clean the plate. This person has a half-finished toasted well, almond. <laughs> well, that, was, that was the best thing about the proprietor of the restaurant is that, you know, the phone would ring and he'd, he'd answer it. Lucky every And they would be like, someone on the other line would say something like, oh, yeah, hi, Jim. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we're open tomorrow. <laughs> but if it was somebody who was calling like that, he didn't know. Lucky every Oh, we, oui, we, oui, we, oui, we. Oui. Ah, ah, toasted almond. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a dessert? No. We have a toasted almond. <laughs> Come and get it. <laughs> what is hot? Wait, I just—I think I just did Arnold. <laughs> Run! Go! Get to the chopper! Come and get it. <laughs> that could have been Pablo, Bobby the Bear, or whatever. <laughs> Come and get it. Come and get it. Come and get it. Leo the Lion <laughs> says hello. <laughs> Should so the most to- memorable <laughs> summer growing up at Gross Point. Did you guys, you guys never dated in the summer in Gross Point? Like I, I did. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that my most memorable summer though? I don't know. What's, uh, what is yours, Tom? Do you have one? Was it the summer your mom took you to the junior boot shop so you could get new shoes so that you'd look spiffy for vacation Bible school? It's got to be the time that you met Julie. And you saw her and you were at Parlez-vous Francais. <laughs> Actually, one of the most memorable summers was the time that my wife and I were broken up and I hadn't spoken with her in months. And I get a call out of the blue and it's her. And she wants to go um, get together for drinks. We were 19 years old. So we wanted to go out and get a drink. So where did we go? Probably Canada. Tugboat restaurant. Remember Tugboat? Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. You don't remember Where's the that? tugboat, Jim? Uh-uh. Where's that? Windsor. On the Detroit River on Windsor. Or in Windsor. It was an awesome. It was, it was a little great tugboat yeah, that was moored to the dock. Yep. Yeah. We always went to Mother's Pizza. No. Oh, well, that was okay, but tugboat was where it's at. So yeah, tugboat was, a lot was of fun. Dining al fresco in Luck of Dining al fresco. It was awesome. So, anyways, that was. Not my most memorable summer, but um, going back to the Bablo boat, all the fun we could have on the water here. That just re- reminded me of the tugboat. In yours, Jim? I think the most fun summer I had is when a group of friends and I got together and we made a video spoofing the Batman movie. And it was all about a preppy superhero that fought crime in Gross Point called Money Man. Look, it's Money Man! Yeah! 
We created this video, passed it around to our friends, and somebody's dad saw it and said, you need to take that over to Gross Point Cable. I bet you they would air it. Not only did they want to air that episode, but they asked us if we could create a series around Money Man for that summer. And we spent that whole summer directing, writing, and acting in our very own television show, which got aired. And it became a bit of a cult classic. For years after, those episodes could be checked out at the Gross Point Public Library. You could rent them out at Mammoth Video. They were shown on college campuses and... Even now, uh, all these years later, people still ask me about Money Man or want to see the episodes. I remember it fondly. How many episodes were there in that first summer? Eight. Eight episodes. And 25 years later, the entire cast returned to Gross Point and we made a reunion episode. Hey, Buckwinder, did you hear that? I did, Money Man. And something about that just feels wrong. As wrong as Jacobson's becoming a Trader Joe's. It's been years since a man in this town has been able to buy a great belt. My most memorable summer probably, uh, maybe summer going into seventh grade or maybe summer going into eighth grade. Um, Jim, more like you and I just spent all summer riding our bikes to various comic book shops and buying comics. And then maybe like going to the woods park, going swimming, and then going back to Moy's to eat like a cheeseburger and fries. Wow, and just reading was... comics in the corner booth. That's like that. That's all we did all summer was just read comic books and eat cheeseburgers and fries at Moy's. That was a great summer. <laughs> just summer just... loving happened so fast. It was just, I mean, talk about carefree, no responsibilities. All I cared about was just reading comics and then, you know, Looking forward to next month's issue. Um, that takes us right back to the beginning when you would wake up and again, you had no responsibility, no job. You just could make your own fun and hopefully you could fill a day. Yeah, and, uh, yeah exactly. And we, we could. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I miss you so much, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far like we can be able to bike though, Jim. Like, Raj, can uh, you come over tomorrow? <laughs> uh, it rains every day here in Florida. Uh, <laughs> it's not the same going home knowing there's no moise. Yeah, well, but friendly. at least I mean you have some rare footage of inside moise in, in one of your Money Man episodes. So I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. You, and yeah, you are yeah, you are a star yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right now. <laughs> Do you remember the summer that we got cable? It seemed like back then they'd only have two movies per channel. HBO would have two. <laughs> Showtime would have two. And whatever those yeah. two were, you'd watch Sun- them all summer. Exactly, yeah. And the first year we had cable, it was The Shining and Airplane. And that was it. <laughs> it was on heavy rotation. <laughs> and I think they also had a, a movie called Scavenger Hunt. Starring know, James Coco. Yes, James Coco and, uh, and Tony Randall. Tony <laughs> Parker Stevenson, I think, was in that. You discover so many movies during the summer when you got cable, and yeah. you rewatch that same movie over and over again. And I remember one summer it was Grease too, and it was mm-hmm. over and over oh. and over. <laughs> Nobody that saw is- Grease two in the theaters, but everybody our age knows Grease two because if you had cable, I don't know what summer that was, but it was on all, all the, time. the time. That and in history of the world. I had that movie. History of the world, yeah. That's right. The Inquisition. What a show. The Inquisition. Here we go. We know you're wishing that we'd go away. But the Inquisition's here and it's here to stay.
Yeah. Grease 2 was Adrian Zemed's finest hour, I will submit. Yeah. <laughs> and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Great. Yeah. Now I'm going to be singing reproduction all night long. <laughs> We're going to bow wall tonight. <laughs> Should we do it for our country now and wrap it up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if this were summer in early college, maybe late high school, I'd say, you guys, we should end this show now and head over to Monty's. Mm. What'd you get at Monty's? The hash browns, of course. Yeah, they're so good. I could just eat a plate of hash browns. (laughs) Yes, I'd like hash browns and a Bartles and James, please. (laughs) I'd have French fries dipped in mayonnaise. That was by Monty's go-to for some reason. Oh, yeah? Oh, that sounds good. And Julie still dated you? She was (laughs) the one that introduced me to it. French fries and mayonnaise. Yeah, I was like, what? Why don't we end this episode by all singing everyone's favorite Cedar Point commercial, Cedar Point's Got the Cure for the Summertime Blues. (laughs) And a one, and a two. I don't know it. (laughs) Seriously, you don't remember that one? Mm Mm-mm. Kind of. Points got the cue for the summertime, the summertime blues. The amazement park is for everyone. No more wondering what the fam is gonna do. See the point is the cure for the summertime blues. See the point is the cure for the summertime blues. Everybody ready? Comic books and rubber bands Climb into the treetop Falling down and holding hands Tricycles and red pop Pony rides and Sunday nights Roller skates and yo-yos Fairy tales and snowball fights Remember when you are a kid